Good morning, squad. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, the number one spot for everything top news sports in the morning. And to bring in Friday, Friday morning, we got to bring it in with the huge, huge news of the Cleveland Cavaliers acquiring Donovan Spider Mitchell from the Utah Jazz for Laurie Markinen, Colin Sexton, and the rookie pick that they drafted this past draft. Whoa, 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 man. That's, that is crazy to me. That was mind-boggling. Um, as we were following the Donovan Mitchell story, to me, I was more so seeing a lot of um, New York talk. Oh, he's in New York a lot. He's, he's out there a lot. They're going to get him. Basically saying that he's going to New York some way or the other. And then you come out Monday night, you got R.J. Barrett. He gets his contract extension, his rookie contract extension. So then they're like, all right, they're going to have to revisit the Spider Mitchell uh, acquisition later on down the line. The Cleveland Cavaliers like, no, sir, we want to tag team Darius Garland up with our guy Spider Mitchell and see where that takes us in the Eastern Conference. I love, absolutely love the move by the Cleveland Cavaliers not sitting around. What's this? Um... Four, five years removed from losing LeBron James, you got Spider Mitchell and Darius Garland, two of the top up-and-coming guards in the league as your backcourt. Kudos to the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Kudos. And disappointment to the New York Knicks and their fans, man. You see Stephen A up there snapping. You seeing fans in New York going crazy. New York is tired of this, man. They tired of it. Me, personally, anytime I see a Knicks fan, it's why, bro. Y'all haven't been relevant since the 70s. All right, I'm going to give y'all the 90s with, with, with Steve Van Gundy. You feel what I'm saying? Or No, with Jeff Van Gundy. But y'all ain't won a title since the 70s, player. You know I'm saying? Y'all went to the finals with Steve, and I think y'all got swept. So, it's sad to see them continually, continually go after superstars and continually not even be almost in the conversation, even though this one... Really wasn't on them because if it was up to Spider, he probably would have went to New York. But y'all got to do what y'all got to do to get Donovan Mitchell. Y'all need a superstar in New York, man. In Madison Square Garden. You dig? Not at Barclays. Not, nothing against Brooklyn. But when you talk about New York, when you come into New York, you're not going into no, no other borough. Manhattan. Harlem. You feel what I'm saying? The, the center. The epicenter. You did so they need a they they need a superstar but from what i'm hearing it is tough the uh the traffic the way they have they um they summer league set up and where they train at as opposed to where most players live at is is, is hectic like a two-hour commute so listen man kudos to the cleveland cavaliers and just more um shortcomings for the new york knicks per usual ever since i've been watching basketball getting used to it at this point but let's move on to the NFL. And we got some more huge news from the NFL. We got Russell Wilson signing a contract extension with the Denver Broncos. Worth five years, $245 million, 165 mil guaranteed to make him the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL based off an of annual salary. I think he like at 49.5 million and then you got Aaron Rodgers at 50 million. So congratulations, Danger Russ. Um, much deserved, great quarterback, top five talent in the league, in my opinion, at the quarterback position. It's gonna uplift everybody there. They gotta pay him just to 
lock him down for the future because you're going to need a quarterback to compete in that division. And then you got to open up. You got to see where the rest of the money can go. You feel what I'm saying? You got to see what the rest of your salary cap looks like after you pay the quarterback that you need. So it was a beautiful move by the Denver Broncos. Congratulations to Dangerous, to, to Russ, um, Russell Wilson. And I, I, I don't know what to expect from the Broncos this year, but I can see them gradually gearing towards a Super Bowl with the way they set this team up with young wide receivers. And then you just re-signed Russ for the, for the entirety, probably for the rest of his career. So kudos to them. But to me, this is just more so evidence for Lamar Jackson to come to the table with when as he's negotiating for his contract leading up to week one. As soon as week one kicks off, Lamar Jackson said he is no longer negotiating. You get what I'm saying? So if he comes out, he doesn't get a contract, he plays this season and he balls out. He's going to ask for a half a bill. You feel me? So if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not wasting no more time because Right now, what you're seeing is that the market is going up, is going up, is going up. Then you think about Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and all them dudes coming up next year, and y'all still didn't take care of Lamar, who has an MVP, which none of those dudes have. None of those dudes have Super Bowls. Lamar doesn't have a Super Bowl. So, hey, listen. It's, listen, Lamar price is going up and up and up, man. That, that's all I'm going to say. Hey, Lamar, can, can I get a check? Can, can I get a check? You did what I'm saying? Because my man about to get the bag. He like, oh, everybody getting they check. <laughs> I sit back and wait. And I'm a ball this year. And I'm a ball this year. So I can't wait to see how Lamar Jackson plays out this year. Moving on. Tennis. The greats. I've been going back and forth on Serena Williams, Rafael Nadal, Serena Williams. And back to Rafael Nadal. Kudos to the GOAT. The King, Rafael Nadal, winning his second round match as he's dwindling down his tennis career. What are the odds that Rafael Nadal and Serena Williams could both win the U.S. Open this year? I feel like it's very good odds on Serena Williams' side, although she's playing loose and free, almost as if she's not, like, worried about it. So, I, I don't know how that's going to pan out, but um, as far as Rafael Nadal, I know he's more of a... Uh, a clay court player I don't know I know he's not the top dog I think the champion did win yesterday the, the, the champion from uh, last year's US Open did win last night or was that the, the night Serena Williams won so listen Novak's not there so I feel like if Rafael Nadal can get there he will probably be the favorite because of his championship pedigree so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Good odds as far as like 65-70%. I ain't going to say astronomical like, oh, it's almost a wrap. Like, no, I'm going to say pretty good odds, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if both of them got outed in the next round because that fatigue, that's that's the one thing that catches up to you as you get older is that you can't play those matches how you used to. You can't go every other day playing them long, hard matches like you used to in your prime. You feel what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be surprised if neither either one of them got knocked off, but... It's pleasant to see them both rounding into their older forms after having stumbled up in their past few tennis matches. Kudos to Rafael Nadal, my favorite tennis player of all time. But to end out Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, um, I want to give my predictions on the two primetime matchups this weekend in college football. So let's start off with Georgia versus Oregon. You got Bo Nix, the new quarterback at Oregon. 
Oh man, you got Georgia coming back to repeat this year. They are they going to start off a killing streak or are they going to stumble up to start off week one? Because they are at home. They are the top favorite. And I think they're going to punch Oregon in the mouth. I ain't even going to lie, man. I think Georgia going to come out, show their dominance, show the difference between the SEC and the Pac-12, the difference between the down south and the west coast football. They're going to come out. They're going to be more physical, punch them in the mouth, make it a, tif a, a difficult game. Bo Nix is probably going to be is going to be harassed all night by that Georgia defensive line. I got Georgia. I'm going to say 28-10 uh, Georgia. Yeah, and like I said, Anderson, Atlanta, so it's going to be rocking down there, you dig? But moving on, let's go to Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Now, yesterday or the other episode, I said, I think Notre Dame is home. It's confirmed that Ohio State is in the horseshoe for this game. Ohio State will have the home field advantage. I am going with Ohio State in this game. I'm going to say 31-17. I see C.J. Stroud coming out strong, motivated by that loss to the Michigan Wolverines last year to end the year. I forget how they ended their bowl game. But for Ohio State, no matter what I want to say as a Michigan Wolverine, the expectations is Big Ten Championship and to be in the college football playoff. And neither one of those came last year. So they're going to come back very motivated. And I think they're going to punch Notre Dame in the mouth. Not only that, I don't I don't know what to expect from this Notre Dame team. I know they ranked number five and this, that, and the third. But I know Notre Dame be getting ranks just because they Notre Dame. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm interested just to see how this Notre Dame team comes out in general. But I feel like um, Ohio State's going to come out prepared to kick the season off with a dominant win. 3117 Ohio State. Let me know what y'all think. Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show. Happy Friday. Have a safe, beautiful weekend. Enjoy this Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your Monday off. Run the numbers up. I'll be back Monday. Y'all gonna be off Monday, but I'll be back Monday. See y'all on Monday. Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show. Like, comment, share, subscribe, listen, click that alert button. Y'all know what it is, man. Mizzy World Entertainment. Gang.